0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode forty-four of the Switch Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Corrigan. With me as usual are Andrew Brown and Ginny Wu. We've got a good show for you this week, hopefully. We're gonna talk more on Titan Quest, a bit on the recently announced Diablo 3 Eternal Collection, the Walking Dead final season, and a bit about the Monster Hunter Generation's ultimate demo. Uh how are you guys this week?
1: Good. Um... Just as busy with World of Warcraft back on that grind again as per last week don't even ask me why <laughs> um yeah all right'm I'm, I'm getting there
2: I'm not playing World of Warcraft so I'm doing great
0: <laughs> <laughs> and me neither yeah I have never played it yeah and I'm happy with that
1: yeah definitely don't start now now is not the time to start
0: no uh, so updates from the previous episode Andrew I believe your opinion on Titan Quest has taken a slight downturn.
2: A slight downturn, yes. Let me make (laughs) sure that I'm phrasing this all in the right way so that way we can segue naturally into our first news piece. Titan Quest on the Switch is a port of a PC game from the mid-2000s which came out kind of in that gap between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. There was a really long 12-year development period for that game. And this game kind of came out trying to fill that void. And I was talking about it last week. I was fairly positive towards it, but I was a little hesitant in some areas, and those areas have really expanded, and I'm quite negative towards the game now. There are the bugs that you expect, especially from a PC port. It crashed a lot, which was really annoying, and, you know, that was really the thing that interfered with playing, but also just things like areas where my targeting would suddenly fail and I would press the attack button and nothing would happen, or... You know, just little things like textures or objects not appearing until several seconds after I've already been on the screen. Which could either be just funny to look at or detrimental towards getting around. But the main thing that made me turn against it was just how boring it is in general. It's really boring to play. You basically run around just holding down the attack button and killing things with your basic attack. And this might actually be a result of the class that I built because I did combo the hunter with the brigand, or the hunter with the rogue to create the brigand class. And the hunter has a cool net ability that you can also apply a bleeding effect onto, but like half the monsters in the game are actually immune to the bleeding effect, and a good quarter of them are actually completely immune to the net. So there's my core class ability from the hunter, basically worthless and also the rogues abilities really just add extra damage effects to your basic attack so i kind of doomed myself there with that class combo to basically just dealing poison damage with basic arrow attacks so that might have been completely my fault and you know if you explore the rest of the class tree and maybe you do make a spellcaster or some kind of fighter character that has more active effects to keep track of and bounce between maybe it would have had a better time that was not the experience that i had i just ran around fighting things and just falling asleep quite often like literally on the bus a couple times i closed my eyes and woke up 10 seconds later realized i was nodding off while i was just fighting monsters but it's just a really boring game to look at as well it wasn't until i got to like the last area of the game where you actually go down into hades that there was Anything remotely interesting to look at. It's just really generic environments and generic monsters. And even the character model is really generic too, because you begin the game just as like this vanilla character. And what class you pick as you gain up in levels, and then when you multi class, when you get to level eight, doesn't change the way your character looks. Your character's look is entirely dependent upon what equipment they're wearing. So the result is every character kind of looks the same and looks really boring. So That was my whole experience coming out of the end of the game 30 hours later. It was just this overwhelming sense of boredom unhelped by what happened, what was announced when I got to the end of the third act. Uh, And after that, it was pretty much like, well, let's just get through this thing so I can never play this game again. Because as we segue into our new segment, a game is coming out that is going to make me never even want to (laughs) think about Titan Quest
0: again. And with that, let's talk about this week's switch news and with only one major announcement this week uh which we've already mentioned diablo 3 eternal collection is coming to switch and it's coming this year uh, I had previously Ooh. predicted it was going to come early 2019, but no, they're bringing it this year.
2: I still think it could come out as late as January or February, in spite of what they say.
0: It could drop, but we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, it's apparently been in development for nine months, uh, with help from Nintendo and Iron Galaxy, of course, who helped port Skyrim to the system. Uh, there's some cool Nintendo stuff here. There's some Ganondorf armor. There's a Cuckoo pet and... A Triforce character frame and Majora-style wings, uh, so they're really hyping up the the crossover. Really, uh, did you guys see the reveal trailer? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> with <laughs> yes. uh, Reggie, the king of awkward corporate crossovers. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good.
2: <laughs> I love how Reggie just when he's pitching something, he's really excited, but when like he's acting with another like ceo or whatever it's not convincing at all
0: <laughs> mm. yeah and i i love the uh the gagler when he opens the envelope and he pulls out a switch and he's like oh cool a nintendo switch do you know how many of these i have yes how many do you have <laughs> reggie <laughs> uh so yeah so it comes with all the dlc it's pretty much the same version that launched on consoles but with some nintendo stuff in there i'm really excited i really enjoyed the ps4 version and I cannot wait to get my hands on this one. Uh, now, Andrew, you did raise the question about a persistent internet connection being required. Uh, and I think you had some queries about seasonal stuff, which I never bumped into in the PS4 version. I played it solo. So I didn't, in my experience, I didn't see anything that would require that constant internet connection
2: well it's it's possible that when you played it the season stuff wasn't in the console versions Mm. yet that was entirely possible yeah that was the main reason i never got into the console versions because the seasons is what kept me playing the pc version for so many years and i know they've added it into the console versions in recent time but it's still a fairly recent addition there
0: okay yeah i probably missed the boat uh but the in terms of the base game Coming, I'm. I'd be more than happy with just that, to be honest. Yeah,
2: me too. I mean, uh, totally.
0: Uh, and they seem to have uh, a good mix of uh, multiplayer support, using local multiplayer with switches. You know, sharing a, a Joy-Con or, or just going online. That that seems like it's going to work. You know, sort of in tandem with your situation, if multiplayer is your thing.
2: <laughs> I've played hundreds of hours of Diablo Three. I've played almost all of it solo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So um, I, I had a thing with the PS4 version where as a bonus, I got these um, like shoulder guard things and oh, they yeah. just replenished my health with every hit I made. So I, I never actually had any challenge in Diablo 3.
2: Well, you, you got to get up into the torment levels.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I, you know, I, I beat it and they, they sort of really helped me right up until the last couple of levels. So. But yeah, totally looking forward to that one. Now it's time to talk about what we played this week. Okay, first up we have The Walking Dead, the final season. I think all three of us have been playing this series for quite a while. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been following it since it released. I'm I'm a big fan even of season two, which everyone hates. But I, I, I think it's better paced and I think it matches the comics better than the first season. Uh, but it does lack the emotional gut punch that the first season has. Uh, and I even enjoyed the Michonne spin-off, even though it's really like focused at comic readers rather than players of the game, uh, which is fine, I'm an avid reader of the comics. Uh, so the final season, Andrew, you're the only one, I think, that's played this first episode. I was planning on playing it tonight.
2: Yeah, I was really pleased with what I played of it because they've really refined this Telltale Tool engine that they've been using for... <laughs> like 10 years now, I think. <laughs> uh, and this is this is going to be actually the last game that they make with the Telltale Tool. They're switching to Unity from now on, but really the way that it performed in episode one of the final season that I played earlier this week, if they carried on with it, I would be perfectly happy with that. I think it still looks great, still looks really distinctive, and it runs really well now. Mm. I know that a lot of people have complained, uh, Well, I've seen people complain in the past about the Telltale Tool's telltale games not running very well and crashing a lot and bugging out i've rarely had those experiences i had it in batman season one uh i had a game completely degrade and i started running around in a black void then it crashed that's the only time i've had it happen in a telltale game this one ran even better than usual and actually it's completely expanded out to what normally expect from a telltale game because you have a completely controllable camera in this one you can completely explore these three-dimensional environments whereas in the past it was always panning around from a prefixed viewpoint and not unlike the resident evil games actually is how it's worked in the past but now it plays much more like a three-dimensional adventure game and i, I really appreciated that it made the game look a lot better made the game feel a lot better makes it feel a lot fresher and a lot newer wasn't wild about all the things they did because now in addition to opening the game world up a bit they've also added collectibles to find in every episode where i when i play a telltale game i just want to focus on the story i don't i don't care about exploring every (laughs) nook and cranny but you just get achievements for them for finding them. They don't really add anything. So it's pretty easy to ignore those. As to the story it tells, well, it's catching up with Clementine and AJ, the young child that she has taken it upon herself to raise in this environment. And I I really, I don't want to talk about anything that happens because it was actually a really good story and it's setting up stuff that I haven't seen the result on yet. So I can't really comment on how good it is. I was worried that they were kind of going down the, the post-apocalyptic child society she finds this camp in this school that's made up of the children that used to live there and there are no there are no adults and I was like oh (laughs) you're not you're not going with this where I think you are they they're not going there and it gets deconstructed pretty hard before the episode ends I was really happy with it my main complaint I think that I would make was i actually played it on playstation 4 because that was where i'd played episode one two and three so i could carry over all my save data nintendo switch version doesn't have that the only thing on switch right now is the final season so you can make some limited selections before the first episode starts to set up like your backstory but i really think you're missing out if you're doing that telltales the walking dead the complete series is supposed to be coming out on switch I think if you really want to play this series on Switch, just wait for that to come out so you can start from Season 1 because it's a completely different experience. It really fills in who Clementine is. Like Season 1, the relationship between Lee and Clementine and that is incredible. I mean, it was a lot of people's game of the year in 2012, and it was this almost completely linear story-based game, but everybody still loved it. It was kind of the game that really kicked off the dad simulator genre that culminated in The Last of Us. You know, it, it was this whole thing. And we've just kind of been following on since then. And I really think if you're not starting from season one, then then you're going to miss out.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. You've got to follow the highs and the lows and you've got mm. to follow Clementine's personal journey throughout and her growth. And I feel like I own the choices that I made for her over the course of my playthroughs i've I've mm. played through the seasons like multiple times but i have one definitive playthrough which is like my my original uh you know instant decisions yeah. and yeah i'd I'd hate to start this final season afresh without making those choices for myself in the context that they were made but yeah i'm really looking forward to playing this one so uh yeah okay have you played it yet jenny or are you just you're just on world of warcraft are not you
1: yeah, I haven't played it yet, but I have, I have played the others, and I did have like a real fat cry um, last year. So um, over this, for of reasons that are obvious to you two, who've already played it, so I am probably gonna wait a little bit before I pick it up. But it definitely was really highly rated by me when it first came out. The series in general, so I'm very keen to actually get it once I've got the emotional capacity to play a game that isn't World of Warcraft. <laughs> That's
0: a different type of emotional drainage, I think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's right.
0: That's why I don't play World of Warcraft
2: anymore. <laughs>
0: cool. And the last thing we're going to talk about is the Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate demo that was released earlier this week. Much of the discussion is going to be revolving around whether it's a good demo and a good representation of, of what Spoilers Monster Hunter Andrew, is. <laughs> so the demo... Or Demon here, as it says in my show notes, for some reason. The demo (laughs) explains nothing. Uh, I love the concept from reading, you know, reviews on previous entries. I've tried demos. I think I have one of the PSP ones in my collection somewhere. But this game has just never clicked with me. Uh, And I want to love it because the hype around it is just so, so exciting. Like, especially like around the time of Monster Hunter World. I, I very nearly caved multiple times. And I just... Mm, so the the game the demo doesn't (laughs) teach you anything i don't feel like the game teaches you anything from my previous attempts Uh, and there's a lot to just figure out for yourself but this this demo in particular just it what gives you three missions that are all segmented and just says go kill a monster it doesn't tell you how Uh, i understand that a lot of the, the game play loop of monster hunter involves understanding the monster that you're hunting Mm. and this demo gives you zero information uh the monster info menu is grayed out so you're basically (laughs) just left to pick a class or a weapon fighting style which changes how many arts you can use which are like the special well just your attacks i guess and then just lets you go and you have no idea if what you're doing is the right thing uh, I asked for help on Twitter about which would be a good starting class. Ginny, you suggested the Switch axe and, and the long the sword. Long sword <laughs> and the long sword. I'm getting there. Uh, so I tried the Switch axe first because, you know, hey, Switch Focus podcast. Uh, <laughs> and I hated it. Okay, yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the it the way it limited my character's movement. Was, yeah, yeah. It's it's a very slow class and I found that the enemy that I was fighting, which was the beginner one, was like super quick, so it didn't really give me any advantage. Uh, yeah. I know that you said it was good for heavy damage when you don't really care about strategy. Yeah. So I I died and then I quit out. And then it tried <laughs> to force me to Fair enough. it tried to force me to buy the game oh. at that point, which I wasn't very happy with. Uh, so oh, okay. I went back in with the with the longsword, and that clicked. So I I managed to beat the the monster down in less time than I did with the more powerful weapon. Mm. Uh, I, I was understanding some of the the subtleties of it on how to interrupt the monster's attack animations and make them more vulnerable. Mm. Uh, I wish it explained what the palicos did. So I mean, I I have dabbled trying monster hunter, but I th- I'm I'm pretty much a newcomer to it. Like in terms of really wanting to give it a go, uh, and it just didn't explain what they are. So as far as I can tell, they are basically NPCs for when you're playing offline, just support classes that you would have in your party when you're playing online. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So you 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 can you can have them use them like that. Um, but you can also play in prowler mode. I'm pretty sure for generations ultimate.
0: Yeah, there's one where you can play as a palico. Yeah.
1: But yeah, they're basically like little mini party members. That's right.
0: Yeah, because yeah, one seemed to be healing. One seemed to be drawing the monster's attention. That's right. So yeah. yeah. So um, so I, I, in spite of the demo not being very good, I s- sort of feel I understand it a little better. Um, I'm probably still going to get it, but the jury is still out whether I'm going to stick on it. Just FYI as well, I think this is the same demo that uh, was on the 3DS for the standard generations
1: yeah i'm 99 sure that it is the same one
0: yeah okay so because i think i've tried this one before and i had the same monster and it had the same <laughs> attack yeah. patterns but i didn't manage to beat it on 3ds i did beat it here so that's that's kind of cool nice. uh, andrew you tried this one what did you make of it
2: i fought the same monster than you did i fought it twice uh the first time with the light bow gun because you know i was watching that opening video that's in it and it shows this guy kind of running around with kind of a, a machine gun type weapon yep. i was like okay that looks that looks interesting uh that looks like up my alley i might try hunting with that one so i got up there with my light bow gun and found this thing that shoots one arrow like maybe every five (laughs) seconds (laughs) and it was really difficult to aim uh there is control options but you're also in the middle of a timed mission and that's the only place you can change your control options so i didn't feel like i had the time to really play around with those options in my first game trying to find a control setup that would maybe work a little better for me so i was trying to aim and fire and move with the aim button aside assigned to the right shoulder button for some reason that's where its default spot is which is just baffling to me
0: <laughs> and it's also weird right because it's like a tap and target and then as soon as you attack it let's go well that was my experience i couldn't get it to lock on absolutely
2: yeah, I, I was expecting there to be a lock-on option that would always keep the monster in my field of vision, but I guess there isn't. You know, I, I can I can adjust to that. I'm fine with that. I, that was just what I expected to be there. And then, uh, well, I, I, I did successfully kill the monster, but... I felt it was very difficult. I almost ran out of time. My reaction was, well, that that was it. uh, That was my reaction to the demo because I know that there's more to Monster Hunter than just picking a weapon and going and killing something. There's a a whole upgrade system. There's a whole tier of monsters that you work through. There's a lot more to it than just picking something from a drop down menu and selecting a weapon and then selecting these confusing class system that I didn't even begin to understand what it was talking about. I knew that there was more to it. So I was very disappointed in the demo, but I, I wanted to give it another chance. I wanted to play it a little more so I could maybe have something nice to say mm. about the demo. <laughs> so I, I, I played against the same monster yesterday using just the standard bow this time because I I really want to use a ranged weapon in this game, although I think that's not going to be what happens. <laughs> but uh, the bow I had a little better time with. The bow fires much faster than that bow gun did i had an easier time aiming it and i also took the time to actually look at the the different control options but the bow you can enter an aim mode with it that actually gives you a targeting reticle that shows you how far your arrow is going to travel depending upon how long you hold down the fire button and i also actually looked at the toggleable controls that i could switch between and for some reason when you're in type one you have to hold down the aim button to fire, but when you're in type two, the aim button becomes a toggle. And I couldn't find any way to change it between it because I would like to just be in that mode all the time, mm. but also use the right trigger to fire. I, I can't find any combination of controls to work with that because there's just like this long list of controls. There's like individual controls for each weapon and it just says type one, type two. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll just start flipping some switches and maybe find a setup I like. But I found the game a little more. Pleasant and enjoyable to interact with in my second attempt, but I think I just need to just swallow what I want to be doing in the game and just do what clearly works better in the game and just go for a melee weapon. But I'm still interested in this game. I've never played a Monster Hunter before, I've always wanted to get into it. I just, it hasn't been available on a platform I really wanted to play it on. Yeah. And, you know, I I maybe should have played Monster Hunter World, but I was playing Switch games when that came out. Uh, (laughs) So this will be my first one. I'm still eager to get into it. I'm going to give it a legitimate chance. But this demo, my gosh, <laughs> this demo has done nothing to get me excited about this game. And I feel sorry for people who maybe are playing it and going, oh, what's this? Oh, I'm not going to play that. This is a terrible demo.
0: I have to say, like, the this next release of this game is like my this is now or never Attempts like if if i don't get on with it this time i'm dropping this series i'm never gonna try it again so it just it's all gonna depend on the full game and of course it doesn't teach you any of the crafting stuff which is you know as andrew alluded to is a huge huge part of the experience because you that's your reward for taking down the creature not Mm -hmm, not the mm -hmm. act of taking down the creature itself so i'm really keen to see more of that because i've i've really experienced it
2: yeah, just a demo that doesn't have, like, the core mechanic of the game in it. I just, I don't understand that. Absolutely. If there wasn't such the hype train around this series, I would not buy it on this demo. Yeah. I think I'm in a different place than you are. I think if I don't like Mon Hun Genalt, as I've taken to calling it, I might finally go for World, because it is yes. getting down in price now. But I <laughs> this demo has not excited me. <laughs>
0: I well, see. The reason I waited for this one was because of the portability aspects as well. So yeah, totally. But if I see World at a cheap price, you know, maybe, maybe I'll jump. But that's for a, a different podcast on a different system.
2: I'd have to resub to PS Plus to play it, though. So maybe not. <laughs>
0: Ginny, however, is our resident Monster Hunter expert. <laughs> now, uh, you reviewed Monster Hunter yeah, World for GameSpot, and you <laughs> really, really dug it. Yeah. Uh, now coming. back back to this one does it feel like a step backwards to you uh
1: yeah 1000% um and i say this with a heavy heart because i've played so many of these games now even as as clunky as some of the older titles are i played the psp version to death as well got it again on 3ds played that one to death and i think that if you're someone that's played monster hunter world and you're thinking oh i'd like to get the same experience but portable let me just stop you right there because this is not at all going to be the same experience. A lot of the systems has been, have been phased out in monster hunter world. And I don't mean the, you know, the crafting and the equipping and all the other stuff. I mean, things like the hunter arts, and the, the way that they interact with weapons, that's been phased out completely and streamlined to become more accessible.
2: I had no idea what the arts were doing when I was yeah. casting them.
1: So <laughs> the, the arts were, were basically ways that change how how effective your weapons are, really. So things like the aerial arts will make it easier for you to mount monsters and to, to damage them from, I guess, being on their back. And there are some quests where you'll need to take down mounted monsters. So you actually need to learn how to use aerial arts. The game doesn't tell you this until you get to the quest. And you're like, oh, I need to learn how to use a whole other art style. So that's a thing. You will have to get proficient with more than one art. The the game doesn't say this outright, but it makes that compulsory through the game design system. And seeing the arts again, which were totally phased out in Monster Hunter World, was really jarring. Like, I mean, just from my perspective, like I said, the demo and I feel like all the other demos I've played... Of Monster Hunter games, these demos are not meant to actually introduce new people to the game. They're kind of just a way for veterans to be like, oh, this is what we're going to throw at you in this game. Cut your teeth on it. Like They do not at all have any noob-friendly elements to them. So if you're someone that, that that is waiting, I guess, to play this game, like Andrew and Andy were saying, the demo is not a true representation at all of your full gameplay experience, because it's got zero base info, zero context for why you're killing it, and zero progression after it is not at all representative of the actual gameplay loop. And also demo progress won't carry over because you're not actually playing a segment of the beginning of the game. So even if you kill the Valstrax, which is the expert level monster in the demo, that will mean nothing for your gameplay when the game actually comes out. And I think that it's a title as well where the weapons are not balanced properly. There's a really big discrepancy between the range weapons and the pace of them. And Monster generally tries to make the risk-reward payoff thing very distinct. So if you're playing a ranged weapon, you're going to have that payoff of like less movement speed, less mobility. Which seems kind of intuitive, but they, they do it so that they can actually force you to get up close and personal and have that some kind of risk as i guess a melee weapon user so if you're someone that normally goes range in rpg classes for mobility and like you know for speed and stuff like that you don't want to expect that from a range experience unless you're playing the regular bow so it's just a lot of things about monster hunter generation's ultimate that i played in the past i i loved it to death then but realized how impenetrable it can actually seem to new people so if you are someone that has not played any Monster Hunter games and you're like, this is the one, <laughs> Andy, I'm, I'm speaking directly at you. If you're like relying on this one to be the one that will open your eyes and bring you into the hype train and bring you into the, the loving bosom of Monster Hunter, the franchise. This is probably one of the trickiest ones to actually pick so i'm just gonna put that out there and i mean if you if you understand the monster hunting system and you understand things like tracking the monsters what their weaknesses are and all the other stuff which the game will teach you very slowly it will drip feed them to you but it will teach them to you and you're someone that enjoys very dense crafting systems very dense progression systems then yeah i mean you'll still get something out of the game but if you've played world in any form or maybe you've even watched some gameplay of World, there are so many quality of life improvements in that game that are just not going to be present in this one, like, at all. Things like targeting, ridicules, you know, things like having controls that make sense for firing ranged weapons. And... All those options are not going to be available here. So I obviously am not going to say don't play this game because I want more people to play one-sided games. And this one, although one of the more flawed releases, I really enjoyed it still. I found it's one of the few ones we can actually play as a palico, which is, again, ridiculously adorable in its own right. And I mean, a lot of people are, are going to play this game. I feel like veterans are going to come back and... It's what they're used to. It's the monster monster hunter that veterans know and love because world really, really changed the formula. But I think you need to be aware as well that if you're someone that's totally new to it, you don't have any monster hunter experience, you will find this very tough. So just with a grain of salt, take my please buy this game with that little information in mind. I do want more people to love it because I love it so much, but it is really far from accessible. And if I think if you don't want to be put off by it, Maybe just avoid the demo, I think, because that will, I don't want that to color your view of the overall game. I want you to come to it like fresh with a proper tutorial with all of its terrible contextual pop-ups and long text menus and stuff. I want you to experience it with that as the first thing and not with this sort of deep end stuff. Just wait until the game comes out. If you really want to get it, the demo is not going to help you that much at all.
0: Which defeats the object of a demo. But I know.
1: It really does. Yes. So,
0: Uh also worth mentioning that there's no progress to be made that will carry over into the full game, uh, which yeah, is a trend yeah. we're seeing more and more with other demos. Yeah. Uh so the cuz you're not actually progressing anything, you're just doing one Hitting killer things, thing mission. Ready? Yeah. Go! Okay, it's time for Ginny's favorite segment God. <laughs> the Super Smash Brothers ultimate predictions so my prediction this week is basically a follow-on from Andrew's prediction last week of a, a sort of boss rush mode I predict that Diablo is going to be a boss character for that along with Rathalos from Monster Hunter did not
1: we already have that
0: no we had we had the Rathalos announcement last week my prediction is that they're going to add diablo as well as a boss character uh, to the mode that andrew right, predicted right, last right. Week. i see what you mean yeah uh Ginny, your prediction
1: um can andrew go
0: <laughs> I- i'll read out Ginny's prediction from the show notes <laughs> i hate this segment guys i'll come up with something in like an hour and the hour has passed <laughs>
1: Look, it's just I just feel like I've actually plumbed the depths of my brain. Like I've had a couple of weeks now where I've said something, and I've actually already said some version of it a couple of weeks ago. And, like, I'm just struggling so much with with coming up with ones that don't sound like just reiterations of old ones, but with more detail. So,
2: ok. Andrew, what's yours? Uh, I think the Dragonborn is going to be playable. What's yours, Jenny um,
1: <laughs> y- yeah. um, I mean, maybe we could have some resident evil characters in it
2: sure there's lots of other capcom in it now yeah exactly yeah, and Le-
0: leon kennedy is synonymous with nintendo platforms <laughs> and the emo hair
2: yeah, yeah.
1: exactly he's gonna look great next to noctis and Marth. there we emo, go emo yeah perfect Emo-Leon. there we go Emo-Leon. i came up with something
0: cool see just takes just takes a bit of teamwork <laughs> Okay, so uh, what are we playing this coming week, guys?
2: Oh, jeez, I have no idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not Titan Quest. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. <laughs> um,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna play more Okami um, because I think I'll be finally done with um, World of Warcraft, so I'll have time to actually play a game that um, is emotionally cathartic and soothing, um, and that will prepare my body um, for the rest of the releases.
0: Cool. I'm just chipping away at Octopath now. I've nearly finished the Chapter 3s. Got just a couple more to go, and then I'm in the the finish lane. So we'll see how I go with that. I'm hoping to have it done by the end of next week. It just depends how tricky some of these bosses are going to (laughs) be.
2: There's like nothing coming out this coming week that I'm all that interested in. Unless there's a surprise release, I might grab Okami and see how it is in HD.
0: (laughs) Cool. There's also Minute as well. That looks interesting.
2: Well, that's not on the coming soon page yeah i might check minute out
0: maybe on our store don't know about
1: his store that well, yeah. should be on the na store right
2: yeah it
0: should be
1: oh yeah there there we go minute at. it is yeah
2: we'll see <laughs> cool. no yeah. new releases yeah. this week that i'm really interested in
1: thanks for listening to this episode of switch focus podcast if you enjoy the episode please leave us a review on itunes because it'll really help to get us noticed and um, you can also listen and subscribe on stitcher tune in other popular podcast services and you can also join our discord server we've got one uh to interact with the lively switch focus community and we'll leave some links for you down in the show notes as well for that otherwise you can also follow us on twitter youtube facebook and at switchfocuspodcast.com for updates news and other content and if you want to support the show you can also buy us a coffee and we've got the details for that on our our website and also in our discord server so you can follow us individually if you're not down with all the switch focus goodness um you can follow andy at flame roast host andrew at play critically who also streams at twitch.tv slash play critically a lot of the games that we actually talk about on the show and some other bonus stuff as well and i'm Ginny at Ginny Woz. once again thanks for listening
0: <laughs> Yeah, and then that's. So we'll just move on. <laughs> Cut that line, Nick. Thanks. Yeah.